I feel like Floyd in this May weather. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey guys, welcome back to episode three of the What's It Show Paul. Yeah, yep. It's called the What's It Called Show, uh, not the What's It Show Pod. Um, I'm your host, Jake. And today we'll, we will be going over um, some things that, you know, I think are very, um, very important to talk about um, today, especially in today's day and age. Um, yeah, so, so with that, um, quick little story. Um, today I was, you know, just sitting at my, uh, I got this new um, desk um, and this new, you know, chair. And uh, I was just sitting here. Um, you know, editing a video, which I recently learned how to do, is video edit. Um, so now I am basically unstoppable. Um, but that's beside the point. So anyway, I was sitting here in video editing, and uh, my mom comes walking in, um, and she's like, "Hey, here," and she hands me this uh, little square, and it has a picture of a of a man on it, um, and I later come to realize that this man is named G-Eazy. Um, so she handed me a G-Eazy album um, that's in a CD form. Um, and I was like, what? Uh, what's this? And she was like, oh, I took this from you while you were in high school. And I was like, oh, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been out of high school for almost two years now. Um, and to be completely honest, I don't recall buying or even owning at one point this this G-Eazy album. I've never really listened to G-Eazy. Um, you know, it's not really my type of music, but uh, yeah, so anyway, with that, I was let's get into it. So, I don't know if you guys have ever ordered a pizza from, let's say, you know, Papa John's, uh, Domino's, um, what's the other one, Pizza Hut, um, Little Caesars, you know, one of the big, Little Caesars less so, but, uh, you know, one of the bigger uh, pizza chains that, you know, make make adequate pizza. Um, so, you know how when you get the pizza, or, you know, you go and pick it up and you take it back to your house, or, you know, you do the right thing and you have them come to you, because why would you go out of your way to go get your food when, you know, it's their job to bring it to you um, and you have it delivered? Um, you tip them nice, you know, because we don't skimp on tips here, because um, it is their job and it's their, you know, wages. Um, don't mean to be political here. Uh, this is in no way a political stance. It's just a commentary on tipping. Um, also, I learned that punta in Spanish means tip. Very interesting. Um, I think that was right. That could also mean something else. Anyway, we'll go with it. Um, but so, you know, whenever you get a pizza, it, it's pretty hot, right? You know, normally if it's not, you know, screwed up, if they don't mess it up, if they don't wait too long to, you know, bring it to you. Side note, tangent, I was at McDonald's the other day. Okay, so story here. I was like, you know what? I really want some breakfast, some flapjacks and sausage from McDonald's. And at this point, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go do it anyway. Because I heard somewhere that, you know, McDonald's is giving, uh, is like serving breakfast all day, which I don't know why you wouldn't have done that in the first place. Anyway, so I, you know, I hop in the car, start bumping some jams, not G-Eazy though. 
and I, uh, you know, scurry on over to the McDonald's, uh, maybe, maybe about 10 minutes, maybe a little bit less, uh, from my house. And I get into the line and, you know, the line's decently long because, you know, everybody's, you know, going through drive-thrus nowadays, uh, with the dining room. Is it called a dining room in a restaurant? The dine-in facility, uh, not being opened. Um, so, you know, and I, and, and I expected this. So, so I just wait in line. I get up to the, to the ordering speaker and I'm like, Hey, can I get, um, well actually back up a little bit. I, so I got up to the menu and they didn't have like the breakfast menu on there. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'm stupid. And they don't actually serve breakfast all day. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll settle for a double Big Mac. Um, cause you know, that's settling, right? Actually, no, Big Macs are in a word, exquisite. Anyway, so I see that they don't have the breakfast menu up there, and I'm like, oh, crap, I guess I have to get a Big Mac now. So I'm like, hey, uh, can I get a double Big Mac, uh, large, Coke, you know, because I can do nothing but gain weight. Um, and they're like, yeah, what else do you want? And I was like, can I get three chocolate chip cookies? And they're like, absolutely not. We don't have any. And I was like, that absolutely blows um and then i ordered two bags of ice for good measure um so you know I, I go up to the window i pay with my money i get my bags of ice pull over put them in the cooler uh, so they don't melt all over the all over the car um you know me you know me always putting ice in coolers and whatever um but so i'm like you know what I really, really, really want these chocolate chip cookies. And also my mom asked for them. So I'm like, I really want to get these. Um, and, and there's another McDonald's like past my house. So like, so if I'm at this McDonald's that I was at that didn't have the chocolate chip cookies, I would have to go all the way back to my house, to the turn to get into my neighborhood and go about two, three minutes after that to get to the other McDonald's. And now you might be wondering why I would go to the McDonald's that is farther away than the one that is closer and here is my answer um i don't know so anyway so i go to the the other mcdonald's and you know this line is shorter but but still long and uh, i get up to the to the place and i'm like and they have the breakfast menu up there and i was like well what in the world so clearly breakfast being served all day at mcdonald's is a real thing and i was like why didn't the other one have it out there but at this point, I had already ordered my Big Mac. I'm running out of money here, so I'm like, I can't order my flapjacks now. That kind of sucks. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, hey, do you guys have any cookies left? And they're like, we do. And I was like, great. Can I get three chocolate chip cookies? They're like, we only have oatmeal. And I was like, that? You didn't tell me that. You didn't say, we have oatmeal. Like, so if somebody asks you, like, hey, do you have any cookies left? And all you have is oatmeal? Like, technically, you're not lying when you say yes, because you do have cookies left. But the decent human thing to do would be like, we do, but but caveat, the only cookies, I say the word cookies loosely, the only cookies we have left are oatmeal cookies. And because after the fact that he was like, oh, we only have oatmeal, I felt pressured to be like, oh, that's fine. Because if he would have been like, we've only got oatmeal cookies, when I originally asked him if they had, sorry, my audio cut out, um, but if he had told me, 
that they only had oatmeal cookies when I had originally asked him, I would have been like, you know what? Nah, I don't want any oatmeal cookies because, you know, and then I would have just ordered like a fro, uh, not a frosty, sorry, branding, like an ice cream cone or something just to, you know, move past it, just to be like, you know what? No, but like the fact that he was like, oh, we've only, we've got oatmeal cookies. After I was like, can I get chocolate chip cookies? I felt pressured to be like, oh, that's fine. You know what I mean? Because, like, if, if, if I would have said, oh, no, like, if he would have said, oh, we only have oatmeal, and I would have been like, no, 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 that's okay, then I feel like he would have been like, oh, well, you wanted cookies, and this, and I just gave you a cookie option, and you're too good for oatmeal cookies now? I would have been like, so, see, then I would have felt weird. So then I felt pressured into ordering the oatmeal cookies. And this isn't even the bad part of the story yet. So I order these three oatmeal cookies that nobody wants, and I get up to the drive through window, and I pay... And, you know, I go up to the window where you pick up your food and, and the, the girl's like, hey, can you pull off to the left here? We don't have any cookies ready for you. And I was like, I don't even freaking want these cookies. I just dropped, you know, $1.38 to get these three cookies. And now I have to pull off to the left to get them. It just seems like the, the cons outweigh the pros here. But, you know, I don't give any flack and I pull over to the left. And uh, there's, there's three cars uh, in the left, the little left uh, shoulder, and then I pull in behind, you know, the third car, and you know the three cars get the food that they were waiting for. So now I'm up at the up at the front here, and I was like, okay, I should be next. Uh, little did I know that every other person that pulled in behind me that got like full meals, like two three bags of food, shakes, all that stuff, the three or four cars that showed up behind me, little did I know that their Full meals would be ready before my three oatmeal cookies were ready. Oh my dear. If I, like, okay. Now just imagine for me here. If you get offered, say you, say you get offered to like hold like a baby tarantula. Okay. Nobody in their right mind wants to hold, okay, maybe like a full grown tarantula. Right. If you get you get offered that you get like a group, say you get like a Groupon to hold a baby tarantula, and you're like, um, I don't really want to do this, but I feel pressured to do this because it's a Groupon, right? Now imagine if you get to the place where you're gonna hold the baby tarantula, and they're like, oh, a prerequisite for you to hold the or the full-grown tarantula would be we have to hit you in the shins with a baseball bat. Like you would be like, um. I don't know if I really want to do this, but I feel like I have to since I already paid with the Groupon and now everybody's watching me. And if I say no, it's like I can't handle getting hit in the shins with a baseball bat. But like, I don't really want to hold the tarantula in the first place, but now I kind of have to. And then they proceed to hit you in the shins with a baseball bat. And then you have to hold the baby or the full grown tarantula that you'd never even really wanted to, to hold in the first place. That's how this experience felt for me. I had to sit there for 20 minutes and wait for these oatmeal cookies that nobody ever has wanted, ever. And it really felt like I was getting hit in the shins by McDonald's. And when they, the lady brought out my cookies, she was actually handing me a full-grown tarantula that I had to hold. It just didn't seem fair. Anyway, back to what, back to what the pizza, the whole pizza thing, okay? So now imagine, you know, you get a pizza delivered to you and, you know, it's hot. It's a hot pizza, hot and ready pizza, you know, 
Little Caesars, that's their slogan, but you know, whatever, right? Hot, hot pizza. You know, you ever notice how like when you, when you bite into like some warm, fresh, hot off the press pizza, you're always like, you know what? This pizza is pretty good, right? This pizza is pretty good. Now, say you are like the average person and you don't eat an entire pizza in one sitting. Um, so you have to refrigerate some of it. Say you refrigerate three slices, okay? Let's just make this super real. Say you refrigerate three slices, okay? And then, uh, so say you put them, you throw them in the fridge around, around 8 o'clock p.m. 8 o'clock p.m., all right? Give or take a few minutes, right? Say so you come back out to the fridge uh, around midnight, uh, 1, 1 a.m., and you're like, I am hungrier than a bear that hasn't eaten in 75 years, okay? So you go into your fridge, and you're like, and you're like, ah, I have the pizza here from earlier tonight that I didn't finish, and I can't wait to eat the rest of it. Now, if you're... Um, I mean, how do I phrase this? If you're a psychopath, what you do is you open up the bag and you eat that pizza cold, right? Um, only crazy people do that. Never have I met a sane person that eats cold pizza. Um, so now, if you're any normal person, you take the pizza out of the bag, throw it on a plate, throw it in the microwave, and heat it up for, you know, 30-ish to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute. Pull that thing out. It's all just a little bit, just a little bit of just a little bit of bubble in there, uh, and and you know you take it and you pop that pizza in your mouth. Take one big fat bite out of that pizza. You can't tell me that in that moment that reheated pizza is a thousand times better than the first bite of the fresh, hot off the press, freshly delivered pizza. Right? Refrigerated pizza has a beauty to it. It is flimsier. It, you know, all of the flavors are solidified in the refrigerator, okay? All of the seasonings on the, you know, the meat, the cheese, everything, all, it's all solidified in the fridge. It all, it all hardens up in the fridge. It all stays in one place. Then when you throw it into the microwave, all of those juices and seasonings and flavors come rising back out of the dough and in and onto the pizza to where your taste buds can, you know, hit it right all of those flavors come back out and it's just so it is so much better to eat reheated pizza than it is to eat fresh hot off the press pizza i would advocate that right when you order like if say you want to eat dinner at around six i would order a pizza at you know 3 30 get it there by four and th pop that puppy in the uh refrigerator for two hours then reheat it at six, and I guarantee you that pizza is better every single time. No matter what day of the week, no matter what kind of pizza, unless it's got pineapple on it, which it shouldn't be in the first place, right? 100% better every single time. That is a that is a Jake Logan guarantee. So let's talk about what the best time of the day is. What's the best time of the day in your opinion? If you didn't say 1 to 3 a.m., you were incorrect. Um, so I'm not going to get all sciencey here on you um, or factual, really. This is my own personal opinion that is correct. Um, 
and I'm just going to say it here. 1 to 3 a.m. is the best time of the day. Now, a lot of you might be thinking like, oh, 1 to 3 a.m. isn't even really like a part of my day. You know, like I'm asleep by 10.30. I haven't been awake at 3 a.m. in 25,000 years, right? Um, first of all, that's not true. Second of all, live a little, okay? 1 to 3 a.m. is the best time of the of the whole day the whole day from midnight to noon to midnight the the whole day 1 to 3 a.m. is the best time okay the, and and I'll tell you why hardly anybody is awake right so if if your phone's blowing up all day if you've got group chats you know you've got group chats coming in you got people to text you got people calling you right um Nobody's awake at 1 to 3 a.m. Hardly anybody's awake, so nobody's really texting you. Nobody's trying to contact you. Your phone is just sitting there, black screen, all good. Maybe you get a couple emails every once in a while that always come in at 12.40 and 1.13 a.m. for some reason. I don't understand why. Um, but hey, right? So no, nobody's really contacting you, okay? And in this, in this day and age where we're all working at home, you know, um, we're all on our computers and stuff, we're working, we're working at our home office all day long right but at 1 to 3 a.m nobody expects you to be working so what does that leave that leaves you one time to be ultra creative time to be super creative uh get a bunch of stuff done like extracurriculars like this talk show that i'm doing that i'm currently recording at 1 14 in the morning right you know you could literally do whatever do whatever your heart desires you could watch youtube videos you can you could literally do whatever you can read Nobody expects anything from you for, uh, from 1 to 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? Midnight, you know, people are still up for the most part, you know. Uh, it's still, at least in my opinion, it's still kind of like I can still be working a little bit right now. You know, like I could still be doing stuff. It's not super late yet. You know, but once the, once the 1 a.m. mark hits, it's like this is prime time me time. You know what I mean? Nobody's talking to me, you know. I can ha sit in my thoughts and, you know, I can record podcasts, I can write novels, I can read books, I can drink a thousand water bottles, I can eat goldfish until my heart drops, I can, you know, throw some ketchup on some Cheez-Its, do whatever you want, do whatever you want. Nobody's there to judge you, right? Nobody's, nobody's watching you, hopefully, right? And then after 3 a.m., you know, once it starts getting into like 3.30, um, that, that's a little bit too late at night. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's like, you should, you should go to bed probably. Um, because you know, cause you start getting into 4am, 4.30. That's when people start waking up. Some people start waking up for work, you know, especially into 5, 6am, you know, people start getting up, people start moving about. And if you're still up around that time, people are going to be like, yo, this guy is up super, super early. And he's ready to get down to it for the day. He got a good night's sleep. I can already see it in him. And he's ready to go for the day. But in reality, you've been up since, you know, 10 a.m. The, the previous morning. And now you got to be like, you know what? No, I'm actually going to go sleep for 10 hours and waste my entire next day. And I am speaking from personal experience. So from 1 to 3 o'clock in the morning is when your brain is most creative. Um, you know, it's when you're, you know, you don't have really any distractions. You know, if you're distracted by, you know, you have to text that, 
that certain someone all day long and like um, you know you got group chats blowing up you got work people trying to contact you you know what I mean nobody's awake at 1 to 3 o'clock in the morning so nobody expects you to do anything because everybody thinks you're asleep so why would you not you know take advantage of it that's what I do every single day sit here don't have to talk to anybody I can just talk to this you know computer screen into this microphone that's clipped to my shirt talk to nobody but I'm also talking to you isn't that crazy I don't even know who you are but anyway so you know if you haven't stayed up past 1030 at night um, I would say you know you know you know live a little all right stop eating cornflakes for breakfast you know uh, start you know start eating reheated pizza start staying up to one o'clock in the morning and just see see where your mind takes you you know you could you could think that you are not creative at all you could think like uh, all I do is just you know organize and, and write notes whatever all that garbage okay you could stay up till one o'clock in the morning and you could be like I'm gonna write a screenplay about a German rabbit farmer right and and who knows what that means not me but you can and you can write that screenplay and it could be better than Shakespeare you don't know until you stay up till one o'clock in the morning and you feel and you know you do something but you know I'm also not advocating you to not get any sleep because you have to make sure that you don't have to be up at 5 a.m. the next day because if you got to be up at 5 a.m. the next day then don't stay up to one o'clock in the morning because that would just be stupid you know what I mean so I don't know if you guys have ever thought about like war um, and if you if you're one of those people that's like takes everything super politically um, and like nobody's allowed to have any fun uh, this would be the part that you just you know turn off um, you can go ahead and skip past this part um, but so in my in my personal humble expert opinion I think that war as a whole should be reduced to like an Olympic style intensified version of an American Ninja Warrior competition okay and no I'm not just saying that because it has the word American in it right it also has the word ninja in it it also has the word warrior in it okay and we can change it to international ninja warrior whatever you want all right look now let's think about this war ha who what is it good for I kind of hit that you can't deny I kind of hit that um, but you know think about war okay what is war what is war cause death destruction you know crying mothers you know super sad war sucks okay you know people die lots of people die lots of good people die on both sides you know in war and I I think now I am not saying that war is unnecessary I think that there are evils in this world that need to be you know stopped and I think that you know as a nation we've done pretty good so far but and what I would do if I was in charge of world wars is I would instead of saying okay everybody take your biggest guns and your strongest you know men and women and put them on the front lines and have them you know shoot at each other until you know you can't anymore until you're gonna be overpowered by the amount of people that you've lost that have lost their lives right and now this is in no way discrediting the military at all 
or anybody that has ever fought in a war, okay? I just want that to be very, very clear. But, so, like, instead of having everybody fight to the death, I would say, take your strongest men and women, so let's, you know, let's hash this out, okay? I would say, to so say like, say like, mm, let's say France declared war on Spain, okay? Super easy, super easy to remember, right? I would say, hey France, hey Spain, get your three strongest men and women, in Spain, get your three strongest men and women, put them together, you know, we'll, we'll take, um, you know, we'll put them in this arena. I don't know if anybody's seen, ever seen American Ninja Warrior. We'll put them in this arena and we'll have them compete in a series of different challenges that test their athletic ability, their strength, you know, their perseverance. And these six people will represent your nation, right? Whoever, you know, and then we'll have some kind of weird scoring thing. Like we'll, we'll have each country like make up a chant, throw out some points like that. We'll basically make it a church camp, okay? So here are the benefits to it. A lot of people will say like, oh, war is economically friendly because, you know, um, economics or whatever, the uh, society, you know, a bunch of money, whatever, right? So what, what we would do instead of, you know, all the industrialization of like war and stuff is we would just invite people from each country to this arena, right? Sell tickets, okay? And throw all that money back into the economy, right? So the economy doesn't collapse and it's not even that big of a deal. Okay, so, you know, we, t we take these 12 people from France and Spain, six from each, and we have them compete, okay? And those six people represent their country as a whole, okay? And whatever country, whatever, you know, group of six people get like a better time and, you know, whatever country shows the most spirit, um, you know, however, however we want to score it, however we want to do the point system, okay? All that jazz, whatever country gets the best score is the country that wins the war. It could literally be a day-long event, okay? It doesn't have to be this whole six, seven years where a bunch of people lose their lives. It could be a day-long event, you know, even make it a week, you know, so we can get even more money, more economically friendly, you know. It could be a fun experience for uh, kids to come and, like, watch their watch their country win a war, you know, and we wouldn't even call it war, we call it something, you know, a little bit less terrifying, you know what I mean? So, and then whatever country wins, you know, they sit down with the other country's leaders, the leader of that country sits down with the other country's leader, and it is facilitated by a group that is, you know, unbiased, right? And the winning countries, you know, leader would lay down their terms. And then if they're unreasonable, the unbiased group would step in and say, hey man, listen, you know, you gotta be a little bit more reasonable here. You can't just take all of the lands, uh, all of France's land, right? And so then, you know, we'd negotiate, 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 and then boom, it's all over. And then nobody's allowed to declare war on anybody else for the next 10 years. That's how, that's how it'll work. 
is once a war is declared and once a war is won in a week, you know, nobody's allowed to, de no country is allowed to, to declare war on another country, um, you know, for 10 years. Simple as that. Boom, chicka, pop. Super easy. I think that, I literally think that that would be so much better. And I understand that that's unlogical because people are, you know, not great people and they'll, they, everybody wants to kill everybody. Okay. I understand that. Just let me, just let me fantasize here. Okay. Please. I think that'd be cool to watch. Like if, if you're just scrolling through the TV channel and you're like, oh my gosh, Spain and France are in a war. Let me watch this, you know, internationally broadcast event and be like, wow, I just watched history in the making. I just watched Spain win a war. It'd be crazy. You know what I mean? I just really think that that would be a lot better use of everybody's time and resources. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever used a handkerchief. Handkerchief? Handkerchief? I think it's handkerchief. I'm going to take a drink of water here. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever used a handkerchief. I think it's handkerchief. I'm going to call it handkerchief though. I'll probably alternate between the two. Um, so a couple of days ago I was rummaging through my underwear drawer, um, because I had like a dish of some sort. I literally can't remember what it was. It might have actually been reheated pizza. Like I'm not even kidding. Um, and I really, really, really needed a napkin, um, because, you know, as you do, sometimes you get greasy when you're, you know, eating pizza, um, especially reheated pizza, because all those greases come up to the top, um, but I was rummaging through my underwear drawer because I needed a napkin, and I did not want to go back out to the kitchen and grab a napkin, um, so I found this pink handkerchief that was just chilling in my underwear drawer, and this thing, I'm not even kidding you, this thing is glorious. No, you know what it was that I was eating? I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a peanut butter and honey sandwich. And I put a little bit too much jelly on the jelly sandwich and it started to spill out of the sides, so I needed to clean it up. And I'm not kidding you, I have had this handkerchief on my desk for the past week. And it's not even, like, dirty. Like, I've been wiping up jelly... You know, I've been using it as a coaster, swiping up honey, wiping up my pizza grease. Like, it's freaking amazing. I don't understand why, as a society, we decided, like, you know what? We're not going to carry these universal, essentially, dish towels anymore uh, in our pockets. Because, like, back in the back in the olden days, you know, everybody used to have a handkerchief on them. Like, if you needed to blow your nose, boom, handkerchief. Like, if you if you had to clean up a spill, boom, handkerchief. If you got your arm eaten off by a bear, boom, handkerchief. You know? Like, it's literally such a universal and, like, it's so easy to utilize. I just don't understand why, as a society, we decided that it would be, you know, universally unacceptable to not carry, or it would not, well... <laughs> I just powered down for a second. It would be universally unacceptable to carry a handkerchief anymore. Like, if I knew that I could go outside of my house and in my pocket could be a pink handkerchief, 
and I would not be judged for it. I would have this handkerchief on me 24-7, 365 days a year. Because you literally never know when you're going to need it. Okay, you never know when you're going to be, you know, walking through the mall one day and somebody will be like, hey, you want to try this teriyaki chicken I just made? And teriyaki chicken, it gets a little bit messy if you make it right. Right? And you're like, oh, I wish I could, but I don't have a napkin. And I'm wearing my nice shirt today. You know, that's just so lame. What if you really wanted to, you know, try their teriyaki chicken? Or even worse, what if they were like, you know what, I'm going to ask this guy or this girl if they want to try my teriyaki chicken. And if they say no, then I'm not going to follow my dreams and open a teriyaki chicken business. You just ruined that person's dream because you're not carrying a handkerchief. How could you do that? So I just think that it would be, you know, logical and smart as a society to carry handkerchiefs with us again, because you never know when you're going to need it. You never know when you're going to need to wipe teriyaki sauce off your face after you just had the most mediocre teriyaki chicken in your entire life, but made some person's dream come true. You never know. You know, so if you're listening to this right now, I want you to go out, actually uh, wait until May 11th, go out, and I want you to go and I want you to buy a handkerchief. And I just want you to carry it around for a week. This is a challenge. This is the new, the what's it show, oh my gosh, the new, the what's it called show challenge. Carry a handkerchief around in your pocket for a week and see how much of a difference it makes in your entire life, okay? You know what you could do even is you could get a little tiny bottle of like Lysol or like, you know, household cleaner, the stuff that like sprays. And you could even like have a little tiny, you know, bottle of household cleaner in your pocket as, along with the handkerchief and you could like spray surfaces and wipe it down with your handkerchief if you needed to. You know, coronavirus is a real thing. You know, you might as well have a handkerchief to defend yourself from it. Literally so many uses in handkerchiefs. So that leads me into my next point. And uh, so this is a new segment. Uh, we probably won't continue here uh, on the What's It Called show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this segment. It's called Unpopular Opinions. Um, I'll continue this segment if I, you know, if I think of unpopular opinions more. But um, I'm just calling it a segment for now so like I can say the words unpopular opinion. Um so here is my two cents for today. Uh, and now over to Jake with the unpopular opinions. Thanks, Jake. Uh, so unpopular opinion for today. Wyoming actually does exist. Let's chew on that for a minute. Yeah, Wyoming does exist. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, some states like... Wyoming, Idaho, Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, states like that are unnecessary. Um, I'm here to tell you that I agree with you for the most part. But there is one state out of those many that I just named that I've been to. And that state is Wyoming. I know a lot of people think that Wyoming is just made up by the government to distract us from something. Um, and while that may be true, it is still a very, very, very real place. And I know what you're thinking. It's just an extension of Colorado. 
No. If you don't know, Wyoming is directly above Colorado. So me, my buddy Matt, and my buddy Davis decided one one day or one weekend that we were going to go camping up in uh, in Wyoming on Labor Day weekend. And uh, from my school in Denver is about a three-hour drive up to our campsite. Um, probably one of the most beautiful drives I've ever taken, just to be you know, just to be clear, except for that one part where I had to pass a dog food factory, um, you know, that was pretty cool, but, um, you know, after that three hours, so, so, you know, I'll take you along the road trip here with us, you know, we start driving, get out of Colorado, you know, get up, we cross the Wyoming border, I'm like, wow, this place really does exist, um, we get to the first city called Laramie, Okay, Laramie, Wyoming is a real place, people. It is. And Laramie, Wyoming just so happens to be the home of the University of Wyoming. Um, now, what I'm about to say for legal reasons is a joke. Um, but so, you know, it's, it's, it's nighttime at this point because we had to leave pretty late. Uh, it's probably around, um, I think it's probably around 8 o'clock, maybe 9-ish. And we're like, you know what would be fun? is just going on to the University of Wyoming's campus. It's an open campus. You go in, you can park, and you can walk around the campus. A lot of, you know, public universities are like that. Um, so we literally, all of all three of us are wearing uh, Colorado Christian University shirts, uh, jackets, something, something that says Colorado Christian University on it. So we all have to change quickly um, because we don't want to give ourselves away. And so, you know, we literally hop out of the car, change, and we go on to this campus at the University of Wyoming in Laramie, Wyoming, a very real place. We, you know, we start walking through, uh, we start walking through the student union, uh, go to a couple buildings, and um, it's pretty cool. It's actually pretty nice. Um, and we literally look at the dorms, like the names of the dorms. So if somebody asks us, like, hey, where do you live? on campus we would i think it was whitehall i think is what it was or yeah i think it was i think that's what it was um and we were like oh yeah we live there obviously um of course like <laughs> um so you know we had we had it we had it all figured out like nobody was going to catch us but little did we know that uh the entire school was having a silent disco party at this very moment with pizza and you know a bunch of headphones and everybody was having a blast at the silent disco. And we were like, oh my goodness, how fun would it be to just literally come onto this random college campus and go into a silent disco party? Um, so we did. I mean, we didn't. Okay, so this is what happened. So we go up to the lady that is handing out headphones. And she goes, hi there. Welcome to the silent disco. And we're like, hi. And she goes, um, what's your student ID? And all three of us, uh, not having student IDs from the University of Wyoming, um, were like, um, I actually don't know my student ID. And, you know, because student ID is like a series of a couple of numbers, multiple, probably around seven or eight numbers that distinguishes you as a student. And, you know, we have student IDs from our college, but those don't work at other colleges. 
And so we were like, um, um, I forgot my ID in my dorm. I'm going to go get it. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. And so then we scurried on out of there and we didn't even get any pizza, which sucked. Um, but yeah, so then we left and we drove to the campsite, got to the first campsite. It was full. So we had to find another one. Uh, got to another one. It was full. So we had to find another one. Then we finally found one. Um, and you know, we pulled up to the campsite. It's pitch pitch black at this point at night you know it's super late at night every other person in the campsite's asleep uh we get there and we have to put up our tent in the pitch black we have to get everything settled in the pitch black um now i went up there in around august uh early september okay late august early september labor day weekend is when we were up there and i cannot begin to explain to you how genuinely freezing cold it was in Wyoming in late August. I'm from Arizona, right? If I were to go camping in late August, I would literally have to strip to my tidy whities to put up a tent because it is so scorching hot at night in August in Arizona, no matter where you are, unless you're in like, you know, the deep desert or whatever, because it gets cold in the desert, no matter what, at night, um, but anyway, so, you know, it's freezing cold, but, you know, we, we get it settled, the next morning, we get up, we go on this cool hike, uh, you know, we're hiking, we're walking, having a good time, uh, and then we come across this pasture of about 10,000 cows, and all of them stop eating their grass and look at us, and we are literally in the middle of what seems like a gang war between these two these two sets of cows, and so we just keep on walking, because we don't feel like getting mauled by a bunch of cows, um, and then, you know, after a couple of hours, we come back from our hike, and like, you know, we're hammocking, um, you know, we're sitting by this creek, we're hammocking, we're cooking, you know, we're playing games, we're talking, we're joshing, we're vibing, you know, and all of this is to say that all of this is happening, all of this real life experience, all of this hammocking, hiking, uh, getting denied a disco party, all of this, all of this is happening in Wyoming, a very, very, very real, very cool very beautiful place. A lot of people think Wyoming doesn't exist because there's not a lot of people there. And let me tell you what, keep it that way. It is so genuinely beautiful because it is hardly touched by human hands. So let's just keep it. You know what? Pretend. Okay. You know what? Take everything that I just said back. I take it all back. Wyoming doesn't exist. Don't ever go there. Don't ever move there nothing's there, it's not there, nothing, it's, it's horrendous, it's not even, it doesn't even exist, don't even think about it, it's not even a real thing, um, okay, (laughs) moving on, um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and announce to you guys right now, officially, on air, that I want every single person, uh, to start calling me, instead of my name, Jake, I want you to start calling me Reynolds Spitta the third, um, I'm not taking any questions at this time. Um, I'm not taking any ridicule. I don't want to hear it. Okay. You might say, Jake, your name's Jake. And I will be like, I don't even know who you're talking to. Uh, cause my name is now Reynolds Spitta the third. Um, and if you don't refer to me by quote 
Reynolds Spitta III, unquote, I don't even hear you. Okay, I will not respond. I will not respond to Jake. I will not respond to Drake. I will not respond to Idiot anymore. Okay, my new name is Reynolds Spitta III. Sorry to get so firm. Moving on. Q-tips are the most overrated bathroom utensil. Okay, let me tell you why. So, you know, when you think about a normal bathroom, what do you got? What do you got in a normal bathroom? You got a toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, you know, electric razor if you're a male. You know, maybe a razor if you're a girl. Uh, or male, you know, whatever. Gender neutral, whatever. Um, you got shampoo, conditioner, um, comb. You know, I'm probably missing a bunch of floss. You know, whatever. You got a bunch of stuff. What else do you have? You have Q-tips. Now, when you were a baby, you know, you probably remember, or someone remembers, you know, you getting your ears cleaned out by somebody that you care or that you trust with a Q-tip. And you probably remember that you were either, one, petrified, or two, you're like, please keep cleaning my ears out with Q-tips because it feels nice, right? So... Now that I am a fully grown, bearded man, Q-tips are quite literally the most overrated, useless bathroom utensil. I used to have, like my mom used to clean out my ears and it used to be absolutely glorious. I used to love it. It was great. It was so great. But now it sucks because I have to clean out my ears with Q-tips. Okay, and I don't know about you, but I don't trust myself to not shove a Q-tip so far into my earlobe that it punctures my brain and I bleed out. Okay, that is a very rare, what? Very real fear of mine is that I will accidentally, unknowingly, go too far with a Q-tip and it will puncture my brain, puncture my cerebral lobe. Is that a brain thing? And I will either, one, bleed out to death, or two, I will somehow switch my language to, like, Bosnian or something. And I don't know, and I won't know how to stop it. Okay? So, and, like, so as a result of that, it causes me to not want to go very far into my ear with a Q-tip. Okay, like if I if I'm you know trying to dig the wax out of my ears with a Q-tip, I'm not going generously far and you know digging around in there like a coal miner. Okay, that's I'm not doing that. I'm staying right on the surface, you know, just barely just barely dipping my toe in the water. I am not diving off the deep off the high dive into the deep end ever, ever. I'm staying in the shallow end, you know, I'm playing, you know, Splish Splash, you know, playing Marco Polo in the shallow end with the kids who still have their moms clean out their ears, okay? It's just not who I am. I'm not a risk taker. I am a risk taker, but I'm not like that. I will never, ever shove a Q-tip. I will never trust myself to clean out my ears fully with a Q-tip. So that's why I really think that there should be like professional ear cleaners 
like with Q-tips, because I really think that that would be, one, a good profession. Uh, if you're looking for a business idea, that's it. This is a sign. Um, and two, like, I just think that that it could make you a lot of money. And it's, you know, like a necessity that we all need, really. Um, yeah, Q-tips suck. Um, yeah, so do ears. So with that, um, I think that's going to conclude episode three of the What's It Called show. Um, I hope you all, you know, have a day and it's good. Um, you know, I hope nothing stupid happens. I hope you don't change your language that you know how to speak to Bosnian. Um, my name is Jake. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Jake Logan 13 on Instagram and Jake Logan 98 on Twitter. Um, yeah, so that's, that's that. All right, whatever. Bye.